the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by Gorilla Technology. Proactive and strategic IT. Greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. I'm Paul Spain. And I'm Paul Brislin. Hey, you Paul. Great hey, to have you back. And you, yeah, how are you? You're doing well? Doing well, yes. Lots lots going on, as usual, in this world of tech. As What's ever. happening in your world? Maybe you can oh. remind listeners where you fit into this well, world of uh. technology and... Uh, <laughs> Other such things. I'm, I'm on the edges. I like to think of myself as the David Attenborough. I sort of loiter on the edge. I can't do any of the things that the uh, the techies are doing, but I do like to watch and keep an eye on it. So I work with a raft of tech um, and innovation companies here in New Zealand doing public relations and communications, trying to get them on social media, trying to get them to, to actually talk about the cool things that they're doing because there's an awful lot of cool stuff going on. There is, and mm. that's the the nature of the technology world. Is there's lots of cool stuff, but sometimes technology companies aren't always so good <laughs> at uh, at knowing how to communicate it. Or, uh, or yes. you've got the traditional firms that are doing tech stuff, but they don't know how to talk to the tech people about that's, it. That's right, and uh, and that's it's either translation work or um, just as you're packing up, ready to go at the end of the thing meeting, thinking, well, there's not much there. They say, oh, we're doing this little project with um, NASA. Have you you've heard of them? Uh, <laughs> and you go. Yes, yes, I have. Um, that would have been quite good to talk about an hour and a half ago. So why don't we try now? So, yes, I, I do enjoy those meetings. They're, they're my favourites. And it happens every single time, I've got to say. There's not any, any guidance there. They, they all do it. You know, they, they hide their light under a bushel. Oh, well, well in, this, in the agenda today, we've got uh, – well, I wanted to start by talking about Visa, who mm. actually is a company you've done some work with in the past, and you do you, – I guess you, you cross over into some of these uh, things with your, your current clientele. That's right. Uh, yeah, I do some work at the moment for Paymark, who look after the FPOS, well, 75% of the FPOS uh, devices in New Zealand. They're what uh, is traditionally known as a switch, but uh, so they, they handle all of the – electronic payments that um, go from your account into the banks and then from the banks into your you, whoever you're buying from, that kind of thing. So so they're quite fundamental, but they've always been quite dull and boring. So um, they're doing some interesting things getting out of that space. But, uh, you know, digital payments is fascinating as an area. It's, uh, it's one of those, oh, it's not a laggard as such, but it's one of those areas that hasn't yet been totally disrupted by technology. And it's starting to crack around the edges. We're seeing the likes of Apple Pay, Google's getting into it, Samsung. Once those guys swing the big guns round to bear, then the um, the banking industry, which is currently um, very much of the opinion that, oh, no, we're immune to this kind of thing, ho, ho, will, I think, find disruption coming to town uh, in a banking environment near them. Yeah, and, I mean, if you look at New Zealand, I think we've had... We, well, we, we've been probably in a better position than a lot of countries. There's been a lot more probably innovation mm. around around banking and finance than what you would traditionally see. Of course, we've got zero here. You mentioned the work you do with Paymark with yep. their you know electronic FPOS receipts being able to feed feedback through into zero. The interactions I've had with the ASBs and, and BNZs yeah, and, yeah. And, and other banks have been quite interesting because they they seem to be getting the importance of of tech yeah, innovation yeah, that, and exactly. that they're out they're out doing you know things yeah. that are probably on average a bit more interesting than what you might see from the banks in the US <laughs> where things are a lot more siloed Checkbooks. and there's oh. 
They're, they're just so old school over there, they right? So are, aren't they? Isn't that amazing? I, I, I think Kiwis often forget just how advanced our, ses- our setup here is. It wasn't that long ago I was in the states and tried to buy drinks at a bar for everyone, and the man sort of waved me away with my FPOS card and said, "No, no, you have to go over there." And he had a wall of ATM machines took up half the bar uh, because the cards didn't all talk to the same ATM machines. You had to find the right machine for the right card. You had to get cash and then go back. It was like communist Russia. What's going on? I just want to give you money. Yes. Here it goes straight from my account to yours. And I got chatting to the barman and he said, no, he um, he he thought that was all witchcraft and he much rather would just, I just gave him cash. He just didn't want to know about the rest of it. And yet there are, there are other countries around the world. New Zealand's a, a, a world leader, but there are other countries that are completely leapfrogging the retail banking sector as it, as it is and going straight to a mobile payments platform. So the, the likes of Kenya, Vodafone has done a project there called M-Pesa, where basically funds can be transferred directly from account to account via text message. It's very, very basic infrastructure, and it's revolutionizing the country because suddenly people aren't wandering around with bags of cash getting robbed. They've, they've got a phone with um, text messages on it, and that's it. And there's, there's very little value in that. It's, it's changing the very fabric of their society quite fundamentally. And that's, that's fantastic to see. It really is. Yeah, and we've seen, you know, I guess in in those countries, if you can improve that, you can improve the lot for yeah. the general general population. You know, it's been very difficult. They've been disconnected from, yep. you know, not having traditional phone lines, internet connectivity, and exactly. so on. And suddenly, these mobile phones are giving them access to information. They can they can do transactions yep. and and trade. They can get loans or micro loans. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's some there's some great outcomes that come Absolutely. from. You know what technically might seem like quite small yeah, technology yeah. innovations, but when they're applied in the right place at the right time, yep. there can there can really be a, a, the, the a large impact, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. And here we are in the first world with uh, even more advanced technology. So where where are we going from here, and what what does it look like, and how will we be paying for um, goods and services? Uh, in a mobile, in a physical, but also in an online virtual world, seamlessly without having to worry about, oh, well, what's the security like here? Do I have to worry? Are they storing my credit card details? What about my biometric details? Goodness, you know, heaven forbid anybody gets hold of your thumbprint or your um, your retina scan. So there, there are a lot of issues there to try and get to the bottom of. And some of the big companies are working quite hard to to see a way forward through all of this. Yeah. And it, it was interesting hearing uh, you know, Visa's uh, opinions and thoughts on, on where things are heading and they are talking like we're hearing from other large organizations there particularly within that the, the world of finance and, and and money and we've heard from ASB in the past around how they're becoming or they are a technology company mm. now they're not, not not a bank and you know we hear a lot of people say that but Visa talked about some of the things that that they're doing down down that track and how they've had to change from being this entity that deals with a small number yeah. of of external parties, you know, basically banks and so on that they've got big big large relationships with, and that they've set up now their their Visa developer program, so anyone can interact with them. They've got these yeah. a, you know public APIs that people can uh, can tie into. Somebody wanting to set up a payment system can tie into the the Visa checkout system. Yeah, and that was that looked quite uh, quite curious to me. I mean, I can see in terms of how you know some of the things where developers might get some benefit in interacting with a, an entity Absolutely. like uh, like like Visa, mm. obviously. 
a large chunk of the payments that people do online are going to be via Visa anyway yeah, because we're yeah. not split up with a hundred different sort of credit card oh, exactly. uh, you know, yeah. companies. Yeah. So there's, there's a convenience there. Yeah, one of the examples they, they showed was go, you know, going in to pay for something. Maybe it's a site you've never been for. Maybe you're not yeah. registered for that site at all and you click the, uh, the Visa checkout button and then you've got your credentials in, in whatever form uh, with with Visa, yeah. uh, which you know at some point might well be uh, you know a biometric login through your smartphone, but today might be a, a username and a and a password. Yeah. Uh, but then that carries with it a whole bunch of other info. So when you when you do that, not only has it got your the Visa card that you're holding, but maybe you've got two or three others in your wallet, so you can choose which Visa which card you pay yeah, with. Exactly. It remembers all your addresses, so you can pass that straight back to the site in yeah, terms of yeah. where to deliver it and so on. So some very simple things like that mm. uh, look good, but I think longer term it uh, it gets even more gets even more interesting. That's that's right. Yeah, I mean Visa's talking about opening up the edges of their network, which five years ago would have been the anathema. They'd never go down that track. Now they're talking about well, you know, maybe. Zero or Vend or Paul and Paul's new podcast uh, want to have their own payment mechanism, they'll need to interact with us. Let's enable that rather than uh, making them jump through hoops. That's quite telling, I think, and that's that's really quite useful because in this kind of space, the innovation comes from the player on the outside who goes, well, why don't we do it a different way? Why is it always done like that? Let's try something else. And although we all talk about the Uberization of things, that's exactly what it is. It's it's somebody saying, no, there's got to be a better way of doing this. I don't have any invested interest, so I will just come on in and disrupt your business for you. Mm. And we've already seen the sort of the extremes uh, in the finance space of Bitcoin and blockchain and this kind of thing going on. These new technologies that are so far removed from um, everyday life that a lot of people just sort of shrug their shoulders and have no idea what they mean. But I think in between that and where we are today, there is a a lot of ground to cover. And I think companies like Visa or Paymark will be um, trying to enable that and make it as easy as possible for us to... You know, the transaction is the boring bit of any purchase. So let's minimize that and get it out of the way with as quickly as possible. The number of sites that make you jump through hoops before they'll let you give them money just amazes me. You want that whole Apple model of um, the iTunes where you say, I'd like to buy this song. I have now bought this song. Here is the song I have bought. And that's it. You know, it's a three-step process. But no, no, you get so many, oh, put in all your details. Oh, no, you haven't entered your... You uh, postcode properly. Confirm oh, all these extra. That's the. <laughs> now you need to create an account. Have you got a password? We won't tell you the password requirements until after you've failed. Just let me give you money. Yeah, and I mean, it looks as though that that side of things will will get easier. It will become a less friction filled uh, yes. experience. Yes, uh, which you know I think people will, will be pleased about because we're moving more and more to doing things outside of traditional retail Absolutely. environments, right? And yeah. uh, where we're heading, it's going to be you know that's just going to you know, increase as things get automated, yeah. and we've got digital assistants doing bits and pieces and so Too on right. uh, for us. So one of the things that I heard about a little while ago from from Visa, and they drilled into it a, a little bit with this uh, session yesterday, was around their token service. Right, and the the way it was described to me, and I thought this was a good uh, a good description. Um, if you think about Maybe doing a transaction on a new on a new website. So yep. you visit this new website. Maybe it's the um, uh, local florist store, and you would basically be be entering a unique 
let's say it's your, your visa, your rather than your normal number. credit yeah, card yeah, number, yeah. you're entering a unique one that is just issued to you specifically for them, and a that one goes into their site. Yeah, yeah. And it can be could be one transaction or it could be one one retailer. Yeah, I guess yeah. there's a few, a few different approaches, but that number goes to them. And if anyone breaks in and hacks them and gets access to that data or it hasn't been gone through the, the, the right yeah. uh, channels and it hasn't been stored uh, correctly, then what can be done with that is very limited. That's, Whereas that's today right. we, we all know if anyone's had an issue with the, the credit card that the bank calls you up and says, we've had to cancel your credit card yeah. because of ABC. And then hilarity all, all those sort of All those sort of hassles. <laughs> and uh, as right. we start seeing these sort of things yeah. tied together, you'll get the... The, the tokenized situation where uh, where a token gets issued on the spot, as you say, for yeah. you know for maybe one transaction and so on, it all just happens very seamlessly behind yeah. the scenes, and you, and you, you don't a, have to think a, about you don't, it. You don't have to do anything. It's it's handled by Visa or by whoever the token issuer is. It's a, it's a great way of making sure that the credit card number isn't stored in an insecure way by some third party that you've got no control over. In the US in particular, we've seen instances where retailers' computers get hacked. But even more basic than that, I think it was um, uh, one of the big retail chains, somebody drove a truck up to a data warehouse and literally took away all of their servers with everybody's credit card numbers stored on them. So <laughs> That's pretty common, you know, it's, isn't it? It's, it's, it's hysterical. It's, it's yeah. a bank heist, but in a, in a whole new way. Now, they've got your credit card numbers. Initially, 99% of them won't be cancelled. Uh, sorry, will be cancelled before they get used. But that 1% that's escaped is enough to make it worthwhile. With tokens, of course, they've, they've basically caught nothing. There's nothing that they can do. Tokens will be, if I shop using a mobile device, it will be a token that says this is an Apple iPhone or a Samsung Galaxy. If they try and use it on a laptop or something else, it won't work. As you say, if it's a one-off for a, for a particular item, then you know it's it's been used. So it's of no value to them whatsoever. And it means the retailers are happy. The banks are happy because they're not having to pay out for all of these um, uh, zero liability payment claims that they they get hit with and the retailer uh, the customer is assured that you know their their card details are safe and hopefully you'll never get that position again where they ring up and say yeah we've had to cancel your card and then you have to remember every time you go to one of these websites that you just use on the fly that oh that's right i've got to reset my credit card details yeah well they were talking about some interesting things with their developer uh, program that somebody developing maybe it's something to use in store you using the visa checkout mechanism in store that that can then tie back and work out where you are based on the phone that's in your pocket that's running maybe it's running the visa app but you know they're they're able to tie back these different bits and pieces of information and well is is this really the right person based on their location as opposed to where the merchant is if it's if it's a physical type uh, scenario most of us that have traveled have have had those calls where you're somewhere (laughs) around the world and your phone rings from an unlisted number and, and, it's the it, bank. And, it, and it's the bank saying, oh, we've just had a, a transaction in, in Hawaii Uzbekistan. or in somewhere yeah. or other. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, um, Is that well, you? Yes, I'm standing there. Or the, the other ones, which yeah. I've, I've had traveling as well, which is, well, we're seeing physical transactions from you here, but we're also seeing some other transactions Online coming transactions. up from varying yeah. places. So, um, What's going on? Yeah, there's, yeah. there's some so there's some, so there's some challenges there that it sounds like they're, they're keen to uh, – to improve on the thing that I was I would have liked them to be a, a step further ahead on and um, you know you're doing that work with with Paymark mm. um, and of course they've partnered with zero on the electronic receipts that's right paper was I yeah would 
I would have hoped that them obviously ha- you know having a presence here in New Zealand would have maybe been a bit further down the track on uh, on some on innovations similar. with Zero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it sounds like they've you know they've got this network. They're geared up to be able to do that stuff. So um, next time I chat to them, that'll be that'll be the sort of thing I'm asking as well. Hey, you've got a great opportunity yep. here in New Zealand. Zero here, they're world leaders in this sort of stuff that they're doing. What have you done with them? Yeah, um, yeah. so I, I hope that they uh, they push that uh, that uh, that, uh, that along and. Um, yeah, so we will, we we will see. But I'm, you know, I'm I'm hopeful because there's already such good innovation going on uh, here locally that uh, New Zealand could be one of those places mm. that gets to get to try some of these things out. Oh, uh, I think so first because yeah, all those paper FBOS receipts and yep. things that we get and GST receipts. Yep, much easier if that just you know, particularly for your business transactions yeah, anyway. Exactly. If they get fed straight into your uh, into your accounting into system your accounting in a, package. Yeah, in a way that uh, means you don't have to lift a finger or remember to stuff those dodgy lies. receipts into yeah. bits of paper or try and remember what <laughs> what that transaction was. I've got an FBOS receipt for a uh, lunch. online that says mm. that seventeen dollars was spent at this location. What yep. was it for? Don't no, know. don't know. No, I've got I've got one sitting there at the moment from a company that is called Posbro or Posboss, I think it is Posboss, which is a chain that uh, that leases out the retail um, FPOS machines. Yes. So it could be any any shop that I've been in in the last couple of months. Uh, it's probably a cafe, but where was the cafe? the the uh, The name uh, of the company that I've got the receipt from is not the name of the company that I transacted with. So I've got no way of finding out. So it's just going to sit there until, sorry, Mr. GST man, uh, until I tell lies and just put on the back that it was lunch with Paul Spain and um, it was very nice. Thanks very much. Because there's no way of finding out. So yeah, you want to digitize all of that, get it out of the paper realm entirely. And the sooner we can do that, the merrier, I think. Yeah. And in that sort of situation, if the information hadn't been filled in, then it's going to you know, oh, it's, it's going to be found a, a, a yeah. whole lot quicker, isn't that's, it? That's the, right. the electronic sort of ch- chain of evidence. Yes, so, yes. Yeah, 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 that's right. Now, other bits and pieces to jump onto. A few days ago, we heard a new Outlook add-on, and mm. uh, Microsoft are sort of getting into add-ons for Outlook and um, uh, the Edge browser, which is just getting its uh, getting its act together. Apparently, um, varying options for uh, for add-ins there on a on a browser. Uh, front, but this uh, this new Outlook add-in um, allows you to um, to schedule a coffee meetup with somebody and um, and to uh, lock it in to be at Starbucks, and it will know where the various locations are, and <laughs> um, you know set set things up for you to have your meeting at at Starbucks. Whether I don't know, you want I don't know whether it pre-orders your coffees yeah. coffees and things oh, for probably. you as well. Do they but sell coffee it, at Starbucks? It's milkshakes, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Not not real New Zealand style That's coffee, right. is it? But yeah, there's the the um, the the little add-in look, looks quite nice, and uh, the example is, is Seattle, which of course is mm. um, where where Starbucks and Microsoft are, uh, are headquartered. So I guess it makes makes sense yeah. for them to be doing some work together. But um, yeah, it looked quite good in terms of being able to highlight your different spots and uh, let you uh, you know set set something up uh, accor- accordingly. That's so right. yeah. I guess this is the start. We'll see more and more bits and pieces that start uh, start plugging in yeah. to Outlook as, as time goes on. And of course, we've got these bots, which Microsoft and, and others are, are telling us about. So no doubt it won't be too long till you're having a chat to somebody about, oh, we should meet up and uh, have a coffee. We're... Uh, the if you've got 
you know, you're plugged into the Starbucks yep. bot, it will it will put its hand up and say, Would you like oh, me to schedule that for I'll you and to uh, yeah, yeah. lock it all in and That's yeah, right. I'll give you a discount for uh, for confirming that right yep. now and for and for prepaying or it's, something. It is the future we've dreamed of and um the the sooner the better, perhaps not with Starbucks, but I'm sure there'll be others to follow. I, I really like uh, that feature. I, it started to pop up a lot more on my um, uh, on my iPhone. A calendar invite will say, like this one tonight, oh, if you leave now, you've, you, you'll be there in plenty of time. Traffic's really light. And I like that kind of added functionality. It's a bit hairy when it first does it. Or when your phone says, I think that might be Paul Spain calling because I've tied this number into his signature off an email that he sent you three days ago. That's kind of gobsmacking when it first happens. And now I couldn't do without it, I find. Uh, but this kind of integration with things like your address book, like your calendaring capability, uh, it's absolutely the way it's got to go, especially when you get into a mobile world where, you know, I might not be back at the desk for several hours. Uh, you know, uh, if I want to book that thing in now, having something say, yes, I can help you do that is is ideal. I think it's great. Yeah, I mean, the, the ability for technology to help us stay on top of, stay on top of yeah. things stream streamline life it's uh, it's it's pretty handy and yeah. i mean i had a pretty busy day today with sort of running around from one meeting to the next because uh, somebody surprised me last night and somebody we you know planning to set something up with well they were supposed to come back to me on something it would take a long time and then suddenly they pinged me last night saying look we've got these other half a dozen people booked for 1 p.m. tomorrow can yep. you make it <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, this is actually quite important. Yeah. So, look, I'll see if I can shuffle things around to make it. Um, but in order to do it, I was very much utilizing the the CarPlay technology. I was sitting oh, in my yes. car, yep. with, you know, talking to Siri, sending messages saying, yes, confirmed I'm going to make it. Might be two or three minutes behind. And then they're texting back saying, all right, we'll order your coffee. What would you like? <laughs> um, so it. all of this sort of happening via yeah, voice. Yeah. And uh, in the meantime, realizing that TV3 wanted to set up an interview and <laughs> we had penciled in a time, yeah. but they had forgotten to come back to me. To confirm anything. To confirm yeah, as agreed. Yeah, so yeah. I'm trying to message them and get that, that sorted. Oh, I love it. Um, and there wouldn't have been any any way I would have achieved it otherwise, no. other than certainly holding my you know phone in my hand. And, That's right. You know, pro- pro- like probably thing. crashing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I got all of it done, and I actually turned up at the meeting spot on uh, one o'clock, or maybe maybe a minute early. So um, walk so, in, so, get the coffee handed to you. Yeah, so, so it's a win-win. So it all, all worked. But in the yeah. future, that that'll get easier, and uh, yeah. half the meeting probably could have been uh, run by the <laughs> by the technology well, that will have made it, the decisions it? before we even get there. So uh, let the laptops order the coffee and have the meeting while we go off and do other things i quite yes. like that yeah, yeah they can draw up all the all the plans and That's ideas it. on the whiteboard yeah, that, yeah. that they've picked up from doing a brain <laughs> yeah. scan in advance yeah uh, and uh, already crossed off half of our ideas and uh, done the research and said actually this doesn't make sense you're yeah, all idiots yeah. that's that's right and we're going to take over the world anyway mm. that won't be far off we should talk about the singularity while we're, while we're segueing into that well it's interesting that that you should raise it because it was uh, it was highlighted at, at visa's presentation yesterday around the, the fact that we're uh, less than 10 years away from having computer systems that will cost less than a thousand dollars that will be able to uh, have the the brain power of a of a um, of a human of the human brain That's, which yeah you highlighted was uh, this was sort of ray ray, uh, ray kurzweil um yeah yeah uh, ray pr- prediction he's he's a bit of a hero of mine he's um he's he made several fortunes along the way. The um, one in music synthesizing, and another one in something even more ridiculously dull. But he's he's long held this belief that we are rapidly approaching an era where processing power will get so cheap and so uh, capable 
that we will be able to replicate the processing ability of the human brain. He's not talking about artificial intelligence with that kind of thing. He's talking about uh, the ability to have something that thinks as fast as we do and is able to handle as many computations as our brains are capable of. And that's that's rather interesting to me. Um, he, he says we can handle 20 quadrillion calculations per second, which is quite a few. And I'm not entirely sure that my brain is quite at 20 quadrillion. Any yeah, how, do, how, how does that, that come about, that, um, that, that pro- figure? Yeah, I, yeah I, I don't know where he gets it from. There is a lot of research that's gone into his entire ethos, though, which is uh, quite telling. He's been very accurate in terms of the move to mobility, you know, all the predictions he's made around the size of computers and the way we're going to be using them. He's, he's very big on you don't look on a, on a standard projection for growth of a product because it always suddenly appears out of nowhere and takes off like nobody's business he said you, you just can't look at technology and developments on that scale it's got to be one one thousand one million uh, that's the scale you work on not one ten one hundred you know you, you mm, really do mm. ramp it up yeah and absolutely. he's his the results tend to be fairly accurate spine tinglingly accurate mm. and he's he's quite convinced yeah by the by the end of this decade we'll be at the um comparable with a human brain but of course it doesn't stop there because computer processing continues apace and so by 2030 he's talking about a thousand dollar personal computer will then be a thousand times more powerful than the human brain and you know 2030 is not all that far away it's not and you know we we talk a lot about autonomous vehicles because it's it's something that is actually almost here, and well, it is here to a to a degree in terms of vehicles that are already uh, on the road that have a level of that capability. But it's also very freaky for people to think of a computer being able to to do that, particularly right. when we look back on on computers of old and even oh. some computers of today that yeah. crash and, and and their operating systems fall over and they reboot. They're and, not capable, and, yeah. and and so on. Do you, you like know. to break now? Yes, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we've got these digital assistants that are kind of a bit piecemeal in terms yeah. of their, yeah. in terms of their capability. But you know, we start talking about the future and robotics, which we talked about for decades oh, and decades right. and decades. I mean, I remember yep. as a as a small child picking up some old magazines from probably 20 years prior yeah, yeah, yeah. and that they were showing what it's going to be like in the year popular you know, mechanics 1990 that's or, right uh, what it's going to be like in the year the 2000 future all the robots and flying cars and yep. all, all these sorts of things yep. now we kind of got used to just yeah no these things aren't these these things aren't coming anytime yeah. soon but actually now the you know cost of producing all these pieces of technology and the the varying demos and bits and pieces that are out there yeah. um, tell us that most of that is not too far away in yeah, fact yeah. there was a video and i can't remember if i put it in my uh, in my notes here um there's a new video out on the latest robot from the company oh, yes. Google acquired yes um, yeah is this can the, you remember the what um, uh, G- uh, dynamics um general uh, somebody dynamics this is the thing that runs around through the house and falls over on the banana skin yes yes yeah, that, yeah. that's that's the one boston dynamics, boston dynamics. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so their their latest thing is you know and anyone that may remember we talked about these you know going going back some 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 years probably mm. the boston dynamics which sort of looked like big oh well there's one called big dog actually was, wasn't, yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah, i was gonna yeah. say it looked Golf. like a big dog yeah. it was yeah. called, it's big, called dog. big dog uh, and it was re- and really big yeah, um, yeah. but generally powered so big cables running into these things to to power them and so on. But now that they've got them running around untethered, so they've got the batteries, (laughs) um, 
and down this one was down at a at a smaller scale you know if we're seeing demonstrations of these things running around and even if each one costs a million dollars today that's right all of the bits and pieces that are required to put that together yeah um will drop to not very Peanuts. far off the zero cost that we have today and yeah, i mean just yeah. looking at our smartphones which are so many more times powerful than oh. than the computers of a of a decade or, or, or two ago, yeah. and uh, the fact that a cheap smartphone costs you thirty dollars today, yeah, yeah, exactly. it's you know all these same things will apply to yeah. to robotics and personal assistance and and, and video and so, calling so many and other everything things, else right? as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very exciting. It's never dull, and it does terrify some people. But I think the idea of having a, a desktop computer that can run my whole house, car that can do all the things that Tesla's already introducing, you know, change lanes when I indicate, avoid accidents, tell me I'm being an idiot and, and apply the brakes accordingly before I'm even aware of it. That's great. Mm. I want all of that. Thanks. Yeah. That's, that's tremendous. Uh, but I also want to be able to drive the car myself and leave the lights on at home if I want. You like options. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, mix it up a bit. Mix it up. Yeah. yeah. So the video and we I can't remember if we put up all the links from last week. So if we didn't, I'm setting myself for a, a reminder now if anyone's yeah. still waiting on the, the video links from uh, from last week. But there, you can Google this one as well, is uh, the Boston Dynamics Spot Mini. So the, this is the newest video that is out from uh, Boston Dynamics and... It is able to actually help with housekeeping stuff like yep. loading a dishwasher. Now, it is freaking <laughs> yeah. ugly. It is. <laughs> it is. It's freaky and it's ugly to run. Yeah, to separate those two out. It it really is a strange looking beast, but it is a taste of the not too distant future. So oh, that's right. get, get used to it. Have a look at this video, and let's hope that they um they soften up the look of the look of these things so they're a little bit more cute. And cuddly because otherwise, uh, it ain't gonna some, some of their stuff is going to give people nightmares. <laughs> certainly, certainly their older, bigger ones definitely nightmare. And oh, they're in, designed to give you a nightmare. And, and, they've, and they've got, and some of those I think powered by petrol or, or diesel <laughs> yeah. engines as yeah. well. So noisy and smoky, and yeah, just, just pretty, pretty in intimidating uh, yeah. looking. Um, this comes brings down the size a little bit. So uh, in the, in the video, it's able to sort of walk under a under a, a dining table you know it can sort of uh, bend its knees down a little yeah, bit and yeah. so on but yeah. also got a big well is it is it a, a is it a, is it a claw which yeah, looks like yeah. a head of sorts um, it's like the arm off the um the space shuttle for uh for retrieving and and dropping bits off in space and it's on its it's its head yeah it's very strange yeah, yeah, uh, yeah but yeah. um yeah i will um if nothing else i'll probably uh, tweet tweet that one out so um in fact it should be the sort of thing if i haven't done already that will be shared on my facebook which is strangely i used to everything used to be on twitter for me but these days just because everyone's on on facebook i'm tending to uh to put these sorts really? of videos and bits and pieces on uh, on the on facebook face, on on yeah, facebook probably yeah. it's probably a good place at, for at least as yeah and yeah. They're, and they're very easy to sort of watch in your in your feed and so on so yeah there's probably i'm putting as much of these things on on facebook as i do on twitter or or maybe more so now so yeah um, yeah it's, I mean, you don't tend to meet new people on on facebook and, no and connect and find so much stuff as you do on Twitter, but um, Twitter has lost a little bit of its sheen, I suppose, over the yes, last, last yeah, year or two. Yeah, I think that's two. probably right. Yeah, so if any, anyone wants to see that, I'll um, I'll share that out, and you can just follow me. I'm Paul Spain on um, on Facebook. Very easy to find there. Right, so that's that's 
robotics and futures or not so far in the futures. The mm. near future, yes. Now, also talking about near future, what's, what are the US customs Idiots. chaps <laughs> up to? Or what are they proposing, what are they proposing to do, Paul? Well, I don't know if this is real or a smokescreen for something else, but US customs has decided that the best thing it could possibly do to, to track down terrorists uh, as they uh, enter the US legally, of course, is, well, we'll have to get everybody to hand over their social media account details as they arrive. So let's let's have a look at your Twitter accounts and your Facebook accounts, and, uh, and pr- practically everything that you do online. There is a field, uh, this is a proposal at this stage, but there's a field on the forms that you fill in, which include, please enter information associated with your online presence. And then you can type in what sort of, um, what sort of platform you're on and uh, screen names and that kind of thing, presumably so they can check with you and uh, decide whether or not you're allowed in. I find this rather alarming. Is this is this preparation for in case Donald Trump gets into power <laughs> yeah, yeah. and, uh, and they, can, they they want to they cut people back. off based on well. uh, all sorts of uh, random things that they might discover on uh, on Facebook profiles? What and did you Twitter say feeds? six years ago about that idiot on the TV? Oh, look, yeah, no, we can't allow him in. That's terrible. Yes, I um, I suspect that's exactly it. But uh, my, uh, deeper down, I uh, I have a, a, a vague feeling that they're trying to slip something else through, and so this is a nice um, red flag that we can all get up in arms about, and they can say, "Well, okay, we'll uh, we'll get rid of that particular thing. It was just an idea we were having. Thank goodness they didn't notice this other terrible thing we've slipped in about. I don't know." Handing over your passwords. Oh no, they've already done that. Taking water bottles off you. Oh no, they've already done that too. Doing, uh, doing soon we'll be flying, your flying naked. Or some yeah, crazy thing like that. Well, they already do that as well when you go to the US. It is really quite entertaining. Naked um, body scans and so on. Yep. Mm. Yep. Mm. Yep. Right. Yeah. So they've probably already stepped over most of the marks anyway. <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah. 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 But. Uh, yeah, it is worrying, isn't it, in terms of where, where these things are heading, the, well, the amount of sort of Big Brother information. And, right. and, of course, they can go out and get a lot of this anyway without yeah, asking yeah, yeah. by putting one and two <coughs> together and getting seven. Yeah, um, as they want to And do. I guess they're, they're suggesting that maybe this will help them get a slightly more accurate result if yeah. you give them the, the real profile. Of course, if you were a, really a major issue, yeah. you're, you would – just quickly learn that you have to have two profiles on every uh, every system. Every platform. One is the one that you give to U.S. Customs <laughs> Department, and the uh, and the, the other one is the one, one where you, you lose it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that is, I, I don't think they realise just how much they're giving away. We have to give away in terms of freedom in order to get this level of security. And I, I I've seen it called security theatre in the past. None of this actually adds any value in terms of security. The you know you you run back through the list of um, terrorist attacks. They were either there legally, they've come in through a channel that none of this would pick up. Uh, we were told that um, uh, the, the last round of terrorists were all using encrypted channels to communicate with each other. Turns out that's not true at all. They were just phoning each other. You know, it's, it's, uh, it, it restricts us without restricting the terrorist activity. And, uh, and, and we seem to just say yes to it over and over again until it's all far too late. Yeah, it's not, it's not easy to get this stuff right, is it? No, it's, no, far uh, from it's it. It's a constant, constant challenge. But, I mean, credit to them that they're trying to improve our lot in some way from a safety perspective. But yes, whether this is the right approach, I'm not sure yeah. there would be uh, there would be too many people thinking that this is really going to uh, make the world a better and a safer place. That's right. Gotta say. Now, Chinese company Xiaomi, if depending on how mm. you like to pronounce it, um, X I 
AOMI, doing smartphones and, well, lots and lots lots and lots of other things. But in the last few days, I read about their um, foldable um, electric bicycle that um, that they're apparently coming to market with oh, in, fabulous. Uh, in China. 460 US dollars, so quite, quite an affordable sort of price point, I guess, that we're... Uh, that we're we're looking at, and they've got some higher end products too, but looks like it ties back into your ties back into your smartphone. You can fold it up so it's uh, it's nice and easy to get around if you're jumping maybe onto some form of some form of uh, public transport. It comes with a 250 watt motor to do that uh, that pedal assist, and apparently get up to about um, 45 kilometres out of a single charge. That's quite a long way. Yeah, that's a that's a reasonable that's reasonable a chunk. That should be chunk enough for a, for, a, for, yeah. a, for a for a for a day's uh, scooting round. And then it um, Bluetooth links up to the um, companion app on your um, um, on your smartphone, so you can uh, you can check in on bits and pieces, tie into your uh, GPS navigation, get varying stats from the um, bicycle yourself. So I guess from a, uh, a fitness perspective, um, it's going to help you you know track how you how you're doing and yeah and tie in i imagine maybe with some um some of the other you know fitness type apps but they've also got sort of a multiple mode so you've got a fitness mode power saving mode uh balanced and the extra power mode and then you know having a battery in there of course it's able to um uh if you're riding in the dark it's able to power a um a front light and a red uh brake like and brake like brake light and <laughs> And uh, probably a, a, a normal rear light in the dark as well. So it seems like a reasonably uh, reasonably complete product, uh, but very much targeted at China. So I don't think you'll be able to get it anywhere else, certainly not uh, initially. And maybe when they do launch it internationally, it might be at a, at a higher price, as we've seen with some of their other things, like um, their security camera. And they're kicking it off um, via a crowdfunding campaign, which seems to sort of still be the well, uh, the, the, the trend, to trend, trendy uh, thing to do, even though you're a big company and don't really need crowdfunding yeah. to um, to fund it. But <laughs> yeah. anyway. But uh, yeah, but that's all fine. I, I like these kind of things. I think the more of these we can do and, and get people out of cars and into other forms of transport, the merrier. I'm, I'm pleased to see electric cars taking off. I've often wondered why electric bikes or electric uh, scooters have never really had the same level of um, push uh, because, you know, that seems to me to be a, a much more sensible way of moving lots of people around the place. And anybody who's been to Bangkok or Saigon will, you know, Saigon, 6 million people, 4 million scooters. Yes. You know, it is madness. And um, and that's that's fantastic. That's exactly as it should be. If you can imagine them all in cars, nobody would ever get to work or from work ever again. So, um, uh, yeah, there's a lot to be said for an individual size way of getting about town. Yeah, and adding adding in some some good smarts to make that uh, make that experience a little bit easier, and encouraging on fitness and helping from a fitness perspective. If that all those bits and pieces work well together, then um, yeah, it makes uh, makes quite a lot of lot of sense. And as I look out the window here, well, it's a bit dark well, actually, but yeah, there's a, uh, a cycleway running uh, running right past our a uh, lovely magenta our back, cycleway back window. So. Mm. Um, yeah, that's um, that's good. We we we're slowly getting getting geared up for this form of communication of uh, transport, and yeah. the the I guess there's there's that thing where in the past, for instance, Christchurch, where I I mostly grew up, mm. was awesome for cycling because it was it was just so flat, so very easy just yeah, to yeah. cycle cycle everywhere. 
But then you pick a Wellington or varying other parts of the country, and the topology is such that it uh, it's not actually quite such a, a, natural, so easy, a natural thing. And <laughs> yeah. the idea of an e-cycle that can actually help you out a little bit in some of those uh, tougher parts certainly will in- increase the number of people that would consider cycling but yeah, otherwise yeah. it would oh it's too much it's of a hassle too difficult. You know? yeah, yeah so yeah. i'm not sure all of these e-cycles are sort of geared up for all all of wellington's um um hills but uh certainly a, a help so it's, well that's it's right. good stuff isn't it yeah 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 the more the merrier with that kind of thing yeah now what else there was the um we heard uh oh probably going, going back some months around the um the sub US ten dollar uh, smartphone. Mm. Apparently, that's coming to uh, to India to this India. week. Yep. To the although that they've had, I saw a figure somewhere in the direction of seventy million people had pre pre ordered it. Now that number just seems astronomical. But, but I guess you if you're offering India. a smartphone for uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, for for well, four US dollars, I think is the current yeah, yeah. Uh, the current figure that's sort of been bandied around. I'm not there, so I can't I, I can't confirm whether that's <laughs> yeah. actually what you pay. And we don't know whether whether people are going to get what they paid for. But no, apparently no. they're um, they're shipping they're, this week. They're queuing up. That's that's fantastic. So if it's true, the then it's fantastic. Made their pre-orders. Yeah, um, yeah. So whether everyone will get one and just quite how that will actually land out, we we will see over the next little while. That's a lot of devices. They say it? they're making a loss on every unit, so I'm not I'm not quite sure how this one yeah. comes together. And but then one of the articles, you know, highlight oh the more they sell, the better they'll do. And I'm thinking, well, Actually, you make a no. loss on a unit. That's uh, <laughs> it's this, a this, loss. This is not how it works. It That's just, right. It just goes downhill. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you've made if you've sold seventy million and you were only expecting to sell one million. You might be able to wear the losses on one million, but seventy million will put you under, and if it carries on from there, you're in big, big trouble. Yeah. So yes, I'll be delighted to have a look at one and see what it's like. But when you look at the parts that go into a smartphone these days, you know we've reached that scale now where probably you could make it for ten bucks American. Um, I don't know what's in my iPhone these days. Not a lot of actual kit, I imagine. Yeah. Apparently, your your iPhone probably costs a little bit more than ten dollars to make it. Yeah, I'll probably. But they could do more with the battery. You know, yeah. we always want more, though, right? More, we, more we, battery. We, we always want more. Yes, um, in a smaller package. Now we've just had in New Zealand the some some events taking place around the world of of, of medical technology, mm. med tech, med tech, e health. And there was one. Well, there's been a, been a bit of coverage. I'm not sure if there's anything that stood out to you, Paul, but I did see uh, the Herald covering one uh, one story that wasn't. Di- I'm not sure it was directly related to the um, to the event that's just been happening, but it was highlighting that uh, this was in the Herald that Kiwi scientists have developed a world leading tool to accurately predict the risk of heart attack and stroke, and they've, so mm. they've got. Years and years worth of worth of data on people that they've been measuring, and basically by you know feeding in your data, then they can see where you line up and and what your risks are. And this sort of lines up with um, dis- discussions that um, I'm not sure if we've had these on the podcast recently, but we were discussing it on uh, on Radio Live last week. Was this this idea around robots and and electronic assistance being, the able, being yeah, yeah and yeah. being able to do a better job potentially than than humans because of the data and that's right. This looks to be an example of that, where basically this this particular tool is able to use their 
saying the data of more than half a million New Zealand patients gathered over 14 years. So that's any, a lot anyone, of that's anyone a that's sample. listening, it's, yeah. uh, there's a reasonable reasonable chance that you or someone in your family has in some way contributed some data to this uh, this poll, whether you like it or not. But, yep. you know, I think it's it's for the good of mankind, I hope. Yeah, it's all anonymized. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they're, they're able to use this to predict the, the risks for for you and then i guess ultimately out of this information then comes the is able to come the recommendations on uh, on what you need to do whether it's exercise or reduce your alcohol intake or um you know what have you to yeah. um to actually help get you in a uh, in a better position and uh yeah i think this to me looks less like quite a you know a tangible example of how technology and data together yeah, can do yeah. more than than just you know a doctor who who doesn't might have you some, know yeah. does, he, he's got the experience of yeah, yeah. of things that he's read and of you know the the certain situations that he's come across in his That's lifetime right. but then you've got this this you know electronic doctor basically uh, you know com- coming accessing back accessing big data and, and certainly if you augment those two we yeah, should yeah. we should get much uh, much better results in terms of uh, helping us ad- address and catch early health issues going forward right well that's right and and prevention is always the way to- the best way to do these it's the most cost effective it's better for the patient so it's better all around really so having your Fitbit or your watch or your phone or whatever it is monitoring your your heart rate, your sleep patterns, your even down to your food intake, although that's getting a bit scary when you eat the way I do. I, I think it's a great idea because uh, it, it does provide you with the data um, in real time. How many times have you been to the doctor and said, oh, I'm feeling poorly? And they've sort of said, well, you know, you need to be a bit more specific. I think uh, having a device that could give them a look at what I've been doing with my heart of late would be of Tremendous use, tremendous value. So there are issues around it all, of course, with regard to privacy and access and that kind of thing. But uh, overall, I think um, this is exactly the kind of thing we should be doing more of. Mm. Well, it's been this. You know, this is something that's been uh, developed locally through uh, Auckland University, and uh, uh, the study headed up by uh, Professor Rod Jackson and uh, at their uh, the University School of Population Health, and it, it just. You know, reading about it, it sounds absolutely fantastic, and they highlighted that it's um, that you know once in use, it's going to be replacing an, a, a tool from uh, from the nineteen seventies, an American oh. tool that uh, they're saying, hey, this is no longer relevant to twenty first century New Zealand. <laughs> yep. boy, oh, I mean, this has got to be a, a, a giant leap forward if we're you know we're relying on uh, on a tool that's uh, that, that's from the from the seventies. It's yeah, got this yeah. massive pool of of data, doesn't it? So, oh, absolutely right. You know, yeah, you, you, you don't rely on a lot from the 1970s these days. And I think um, keeping up with the times in terms of health and health uh, information is essential, especially as we start to live a lot longer. And the population growth that we've got at the moment, I think we're looking at hitting 7 billion people, if not mm. already. The more you can do to, um, to make these lives um, of better quality, then the more we should do. Well, you, you, or you could argue that uh, it's tools like this that are causing us to get such a high population. Exactly, yeah. And they, they highlight that it's going to, um, I think most of us would actually appreciate this, but uh, you know, re- reduce patients' risks of heart attack and, yep. and of stroke because doctors you know, will know the risk and then can target the exact risk level with the, with the relevant things in terms of diet, exercise, or uh, yeah. medica- medication. So That's it's, right. It's uh, about in- it's cool. increasing the, the enjoyable length of your life 
and decreasing the terrible bit at the end rather than having you sort of, as we tend to do at the moment, hanging on and hanging on when you really um, would have been much better off not having to worry about that. There's a real move to, uh, we're, we're seeing an increase in, in lifespan, but we're increasingly seeing a much better quality of life for a lot longer. And I like to look at Doctor Who as a good example of this, not just because he regenerates, but if which you look at cool, the, Which is pretty cool, Which is pretty cool. You know, when we knock that one on the head, we'll be away. <laughs> but um, uh, the current Doctor is is uh, the same age as the, the chap who played the first Doctor, William Hartnell. And if you look at the two of them 50 years apart, you would not put them in the same spectrum, really, of um, capability or health or uh, longevity. They, uh, they certainly aren't um, in the same realm at all. Yeah. Yeah, incredible, isn't it? All right, well, uh, that's just about us for this week. Was there anything else that you wanted to want to add add in there? Oh, I think, uh, no, I think that's probably more than enough, really, isn't it? What have we covered? The singularity and the future of artificial intelligence, how to spend your money, and um, some toys to buy along the way. Good fun, good fun stuff. That's always, always good to hang out and chat. Paul, thank you very much for, uh, for joining us. Always good. And thank you to all our listeners for, uh, for well, I was going to say tuning in. People still say tuning in. But tuning it is, in. I guess, I guess it's uh, it's not quite the term, but I guess we've maybe we've, we've reworked what tuning in means. Yeah. Well, but, we've reworked uh, wireless, so we can yes, rework tuning yes, in. Yes, yes. So, but thanks, everyone, for listening. We do, uh, we do appreciate it. You can uh, visit the website online at uh, nztechpodcast.com uh, or podcasts.nz for, uh, for other New Zealand content. Paul, where's the best place to uh, to track you down on? I'm I'm I try to avoid Facebook at all costs, but um, Twitter is uh, is my place to be. So at Paul Brislin, and failing that, I have a website which consists of a link to that same address. So you can always find me at brislin.nz. Oh, very nice. Oh, no, very easy. Very short, short and yep. sweet. Yep, and you can track me down uh, on Twitter at Paul Spain, facebook.com slash Paul Spain. If you if you're on the Facebook as uh, as some people say, or you can just email me, paul at spain.nz. Well, that's us. Thank you, everybody, and we will catch up with you again, likely at some stage next week. Um, if all goes according to plan, I will be, uh, I'll be on my way to the Northern Hemisphere about, about this time uh, next week. So uh, I'm hoping everything falls into, falls into, into place there and uh, I, I make my flight. So yes, but we will, we will have a podcast for you next week. And the one the week after will, will very, uh, there's a pretty high chance that will, that will be from, from actually, Canada or or the US, so uh, <laughs> all um, points. So, so we, we've got some interesting bits and pieces uh, coming up over the next couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, that's us for this this week. Thank you. See ya. The New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Gorilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT.